Welcome to the second edition of Expatriate Law's podcasts on international family law. I have a pleasure this morning to interview Makiko Mazuchi, who is a specialist international family lawyer from Japan. Makiko's firm is Mimosa International Law Office in Tokyo. She specializes in international family law, including divorce and financial remedy proceedings for Japanese nationals and expatriates. Makiko also undertakes child abduction cases involving the return of abducted children to and from Japan through the Hague Convention. Makiko is a fellow of the International Academy of Family Lawyers. She's also a member of the Hague Convention Working Group of the Japan Federation of Bar Associations. Makiko sits on the Family Law Committee of the Japan Federation of Bar Associations. Good morning, Makiko. Good morning. Makiko, I'd like to ask you a few questions about family law in Japan um, and how it would apply to Japanese nationals and expatriates. Firstly, can I ask, are expats are expatriates able to divorce in the Japanese courts? Yes, they can divorce in Japanese courts as long as they live in Japan. Okay. And do both husband and wife need to be living in Japan to divorce, um, uh, both together, or is it possible to divorce if only one party lives in Japan? Uh, in principle, uh, they have to. Uh, they need to live in Japan. Uh, both of them need to live in Japan. But uh, for some like uh, exceptional cases, you know, uh, one party is lives in Japan. Uh, is it okay that you know, one party lives in uh, lives in a foreign country? So it's kind of you know uh, uh, compl complicated. As long as you know they uh, reach an agreement, for example, in the conciliation proceedings in the family court in Japan, uh, they can uh, they can divorce, uh, even though one of the parties live abroad. But uh, if one of the parties who lives abroad doesn't want to divorce, and the party who lives in Japan likes to divorce, in that case, they cannot uh, apply for the conciliation. Then in that case, one party who lives in Japan uh, needs to apply for a divorce lawsuit to the family court in Japan. But uh, in principle, the opponent, uh, in this case, uh, respondent, uh, needs to leave uh, uh, in Japan, uh, the, the the court which has uh, sorry the um, if the uh, respondent lives abroad, Japanese court in principle doesn't have the jurisdiction over the divorce case. But the other party uh, who uh, who is supposed to be uh, abroad is missing, or uh, the person uh, abandoned the spouse in Japan. Uh, in that case, uh, the court may uh, like uh, may uh, decide that the Japanese court uh, will have the jurisdiction over that case. Right. So it's kind of complicated. I see. So mm -hmm. it, it's more straightforward if both parties um, uh, reside in Japan, then they may use the Japanese courts. And that applies to Japanese nationals and to expatriates. And is there a, a period of residence that an expatriate must live in Japan before that they can divorce? Yeah, though there's no like a requir requirement uh, of a period in the Japanese courts. So 
you can try to, to probably file a, a divorce lawsuit in the Japanese court. But uh, in principle, in Japan, uh, the court co conciliation, uh, we, uh, we have a, like a conciliation only in court, and the court conciliation uh, is required uh, before you file a divorce lawsuit in Japan. So you need to try to apply for the conciliation first in Japan in order to uh, file a divorce lawsuit. Right. I, I've noticed that the conciliation process is a part of the divorce process in many different jurisdictions. And if the parties agree to a divorce, how long does divorce take in Japan? Well, we have a, like a unique system and uh, we call it uh, divorce by consent. And if both parties uh, reach an agreement to divorce and, and decide which parent will uh, be the uh, uh, kind of a uh, so, so uh, sorry, uh, which parent uh, and decide which parent will have the parental authority over the, ch uh, over the children, then they can uh, like uh, sign a divorce paper and submit to the uh, municipal office and they can divorce. So uh, in Japan, uh, the court involvement is not necessary uh, to divorce as long as you know, both parties can reach an agreement and decide which parent will have the uh, parent authority over the, over the children. Right, okay. That sounds like a straightforward process. And what if the, the husband and wife don't agree about the terms of the divorce and the division of the finances? Can the process um, be conducted through the Japanese courts? Does it take a long time? Yes, if they cannot reach an agreement uh, outside the court, uh, one of the parties needs to apply for the uh, conciliation proceedings in the Japanese family court. So it depends on the case. But uh, after you apply for the conciliation, usually it takes about uh, about one, a month or so uh, to set uh, the first uh, session. Uh, so if you if both parties if the parties can reach an agreement in the first session, they can you know uh, they can divorce. But if you cannot reach an agreement uh, on the conditions of the divorce, then uh, the court will set the second and third, fourth you know uh, many like a, a conciliation sessions in that case it takes time and uh, usually only once a month uh, the um, conciliation session uh, is held so it depends on the case for you know the some cases it takes more than a year to uh, settle the case in the conciliation proceedings I have that sort of experience right I can see that negotiation then is w is a very important part of your job to try and settle these collect these cases and um, uh, turning to the financial matters can wives obtain spousal maintenance from their husband in Japan in addition to maintenance for their children and if so how how many years is spousal maintenance usually awarded for when you say like a, a, a spousal maintenance, uh, we like uh, we regard it, it as a, like a maintenance the wife can receive uh, before uh, they officially uh, divorce. So, uh, in that case, there is no uh, period of time to uh, receive the maintenance, spousal ma maintenance, as long as uh, they live separately, and and uh, like uh, they uh, they are not divorced uh, officially the uh, 
wives are able to receive or sometimes like uh, husbands are able to receive the like a uh, spousal uh, maintenance from uh, other others uh, sorry from uh, other spouses yes and the uh, so sorry and, and there's also like a, a calculation table in the family court to calculate the amount of uh, spousal maintenance okay gosh that's interesting so but am I right in thinking then that once the parties are divorced, no spousal maintenance is payable? No, uh, probably in the in the U.S. they have like a, a kind of system uh, called alimony, but not in Japan. So the spouses cannot receive, uh, in principle, uh, any maintenance from uh, from the husband. Uh, just uh, in a very kind of uh, exceptional occasion uh, occasions for a very short period of time. Uh, for example, the wives are very old and cannot make a living and the division of assets uh, is not enough to support her living. In that case, court may uh, grant uh, the spousal or maintenance, but it's a very like a very, very limited uh, chance that the uh, wives or spouses uh, will receive a maintenance after they divorce, uh, the couple uh, divorces. But the, the, you know, uh, the spouse, uh, who raises, raises children can receive only a child support from another, another spouse. Okay, thank you. Yes, it seems different from the process in England. In England, um, it's very common for a husband or wife to receive spousal maintenance from the other, and sometimes that can be for the rest of their lives. And turning to the capital assets, how are the properties and other assets divided on divorce? Are they shared equally? Yes, in principle, like uh, fifty percent uh, and fifty percent, uh, just you know, just they divide the like uh, a marital property. So, for example, if the husband uh, like uh, inherit a property from uh, his father, uh, uh, the couple, uh, you know, uh, will not divide the uh, inherited property or uh, or a gift from somebody else. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, and I understand also, Makiko, you undertake child abduction matters. Um, what is the first step for a parent whose child has been abduc abducted to Japan? Well, uh, the refugee parent will seek assistance uh, to the Central Authority of Japan, uh, which is the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Japan. And then, uh, usually, if the if the you know realization of of the uh, children are not uh, successful, then the usually the parent parent uh, asks the uh, Japanese attorney to uh, become a counsel to represent uh, represent him or her, and uh, the left parent uh, makes a petition to either to Tokyo or family court or Osaka family court. Uh, for the return of the uh, of the, uh, the child, and uh, if the child lives in the northern uh, uh, in the eastern part of the Japan, only the Tokyo Family Court has the jurisdiction over the case. If the child uh, uh, lives in the western part of the Japan, uh, only the Osaka uh, Family Court has the jurisdiction over that case. Okay, thank you. And and how long does it usually take to secure the return of a an abducted child? Well, it is quite complicated. Uh, we hear, and uh, under the Japanese like uh, um, uh, court practice, like uh, 
Tokyo、uh, family court and Osaka family court tend to like,、uh, make a decision whether to return a child or not、uh, within six weeks uh, af uh, after uh, the left behind parent makes a petition、uh, to the court. But the, in the, for example, if the court,、uh, the Tokyo、uh, family court,、uh, decides the return of the child,、uh, the taking parent may appeal、uh, to the Tokyo high court. In that case, we cannot tell how long it takes. It depends on the judge to decide when they will like,、uh, make a judgment. So、right. we cannot tell. Thank、mm -hmm. you. And finally, Makiko, what is your favorite area of family law? Well,、uh, like, uh, I, my, my favorite、uh, area of family law is may, maybe the divorce, but I also handle like, inher inheritance cases. So, well, <laughs> I like both you know, areas of family law. Thank you, Makiko. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you this morning. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was my pleasure yeah, to talk to you.